One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Happy Halloween, San Diego. This week we welcome Gilly, Dave, and Brian of the San Diego-based punk rock band, Boss Fight. That's right, Boss Fight is in town for their show at the Soda Bar. They stop by the Palapa. Follow Boss Fight on Facebook and Instasham and stream their tunes on all streaming platforms. The guys perform a couple of acoustic covers at the end of the episode. The video of that sesh can be seen at Palapalooza.com and on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe. If you don't subscribe and share, you're fucking going to hell. <laughs> Unreal. All right, well, here we go. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. We sent out a few shirts last week. A few of you guys hit me up with the secret word. Palapalooza with Boss Fight. Stoked to have you guys. You guys hold a special place in my music heart. You played the Ready, Set, Survive, Moreau album release, our first show in San Diego. Uh, you, you recall that, of yeah, course, I, right? I do recall it. I remember it vividly, actually. Do you remember the band? Yeah, I do. Montel Jordans. And? Ready, Set, Survive, yep. Us. And was it War Fever? Um, no. Hard to hit. Oh, that's right. Another one yeah, that is... They were good, too. Yeah. That was a good night. I feel like we've just had shittier shows as the years have gone by. Like, we really peaked with that show. <laughs> Your first show? <laughs> I think that was like our third show. Everyone's we just climbing we back to the first show. <laughs> right. We yeah. weren't far behind you. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we were talking. So you have uh, Days of Grey, the full length out, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to sort of slowly release that because of CD Baby bullshit, right? Well, we released Prologue, which is the 7-inch and EP. Right. Um, we recorded the whole full length all at one time, and then we sat on the record for about a year and only released like three songs off of, or four songs for the EP. Cool. Then we released the record and had a our record release show with at the was that the Moreau? Yeah, the good old Moreau. Yeah, love it there. I I remember when we played yeah. with uh, you guys at the Moreau. Yeah, um, there you guys had like girls dancing on the stage. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, those are called strippers. Now I was like, what the heck? <laughs> We had <laughs> Melissa Barrison fill Single in on. Moms, on yeah. Oh yeah, girls did pop up. <laughs> they came I know up and dan- like on those lighted boxes or whatever they I'm have. I'm telling on the stage. you, bro. Like I'm, I'm kind of fucking around, but that was like our best show to date. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how it goes, right? Like all your buddies are fired up. You got a fucking EP out. Your your first show is is. Uh, I'm kidding. We've had some rad shows, but uh, but yes, that was our our drummer's like 25, so he's got some. Some girlfriends that still have energy, in yeah. them, you know. <laughs> you want me and my girlfriends to dance for free? Yeah. Oh yeah! We didn't ask. Yeah. I'm not kidding. They just jumped up, you know, at the Moreau. How they have yeah. the the colored boxes on the side. But uh, dudes, you guys stop by the Palapa right before your soda bar show tonight. This is going to release next uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, how was the soda bar last week? <laughs> uh, amazing sick show. There were chicks dancing on bo- on boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's going down tonight. This is a Friday. You guys are are jamming with the headliners, Dwarves, right? From San yeah. Fran, I want to say? They're from all over the place. Seattle, San Francisco. They spent time in L.A. You got Shattered Faith on the bill, and uh, I just want to call them the Fuck Wolves, but I think it's the the, the Fock Wolves. Yeah, or? Fock Wolves. Yep. Is that a, a Meet the Fockers refer- reference, or no, what's going on there? like a Fock Wolf is a, oh it's, it's a type of wolf. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like a type of aggressive, vicious wolf. And um, they're like a rock band, like a, yeah. like a helicopter's glucifer, like Scandinavian rock vibe. They're, right. they're good dudes. When's the last time you guys played? Oh. On a stage. Shoot, uh, we just did in July at, uh, at Casbah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was uh, the Jim, I don't want to butcher his last name, Jim Rao, yeah. fan club show with Dennis Quick and uh, 
who we played with Shattered Faith yeah. played. Shattered Faith played that. Oh, Shattered Faith was on that one. Yeah. There's about 10 bands. That's the third year that we played that show. Oh, that's an annual thing. Yeah. What, what's the back the background on that? What is it? It's a, like real, a fundraiser? Or? No, it's like a it is a remnant of high school friends. Oh, cool. But they're like first generation, first punk, first wave punk rock kids from the 80s. So they're they could be like our big brothers. Like I'm 47, so these are dudes that are like in their mid 50s, mid late 50s. And you can call right. them out like that. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. I love you guys. You're my big brother. Stand on your shoulders. We love. I, I appreciate being able to stand on their shoulders. Really. So how long has Boss Fight been a band? Uh, shoot. Depends on how far back you want to go. So, hmm. um, Dave and I started writing songs in 2013. But Dave's travels through uh, a company that he worked for, uh, <laughs> we had talked about this band for like 10 years mm -hmm. on the phone. Um, and it finally came to fruition in 2013 is when we started. I just saw a picture the wow. other day of uh, it was 10 years. Wow. A picture, but uh, on Facebook or something, and the memories came up. But yeah, him and I have been doing it. I mean, for a while, and then even before that, uh, in high school, Dave and I played uh, in punk rock bands together. So him and I have been playing together for 26, wow. 27 years. Yeah. AIDS check. AIDS check. <laughs> Making me feel <laughs> young. Better than an AIDS check. <laughs> Making me feel young, doggy. Thanks for being yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I actually did not know that. You know, yeah, we, we went we to junior high together. No shit. Yeah. What schools? Shout out the junior high and the high school. Mary oh, Putnam <laughs> Hank Elementary <laughs> School up in Lake Arrowhead, California. Lake Arrowhead. Yeah. Okay. And then high school up there as well. Yeah. Rim of the world, Fighting Scots. Yeah. That's a fucking small town, I would imagine, huh? Like oh, yeah. how many kids were in that high school? Oh, uh, on your way up I to Big Bear, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we were just up there. It's more populous. It has more people than Big Bear. They got a lake up there, and that's about it, right? Yeah, they have a bar. I remember. <laughs> we actually had a pretty good childhood, actually. Right on. When you think about it. Kind well, of a cool, like I would imagine, a small town sort of childhood, right? Yep. Snowboarding. Yeah, so you in the had. Uh, so there was, you know, it's a small town. So you have all your. You got the kids that are into hip hop. You got the kids into metal. You got the punkers like we were. You got the deadheads, but we all hung out together, and so we all appreciated, you know, the fact that we could all be different. But yeah. hang out together, sure. You know, so it was it was a cool experience in that fact. Like there wasn't, uh, you know, fights because someone likes friggin' the Grateful Dead and I don't. But you know, <laughs> not like East County, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. That explains a lot because you guys are are tight. When I see you live, and Dave, I kind of wanted to touch on your you're kind of a tone jerk. Right, hmm. I think you, you're a self-proclaimed tone jerk, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you've assisted me at. We played at the Casbah too. I just remember that with playing without oh, a pilot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. it was okay. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> I've never, a good show. I've never been called tone tone and jerk in the same sentence before. I'm thinking of Brian so, Gower's podcast, tone, so, like a tone snob. Or you're I, 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 a tone junkie. Yeah, I'm sorry. The, no, uh, don't uh, apologize. Not a derogatory. Hey, uh, don't apologize because <laughs> I am a jerk. <laughs> and I, just ask these guys yeah. see <laughs> but and and i do i i have affinity for the guitar i have since i was a, a kid i chose i tried to make it uh, in a band you know but you life happens and so i still wanted to submerse myself in right. that business somehow so right you well, know there's also um so we'll thing we've done over the years is try to get the best tone as possible the for the both of us um because we're only you know three piece we don't have any plans of doing any more we want it to sound the best as possible so the best possible tone uh the way dave plays stereo using the marshall uh what's that the that's right. You Updated got cabinet silver on, jubilee. That's right. And then the orange rocker verb, or is it rocker that's verb? It, yeah. On both sides of the stage. Yeah. So that's he's key, playing. Huh? He's mm -hmm. playing stereo, and then um, I use mark bass, but uh, I use distortion, so I can help fill in that gap. You know, right. with bottom in, and then fill in the gap and make it more full with 
the mid range and that. yeah, holding up that lower mid yeah. area of the of the mix is important when you're playing live. Otherwise, it sounds hollow. I'm gonna blow the fucking windows off Soda Bar. <laughs> When's the last time you guys played Soda Bar? Um, we played almost what a year and a half ago. Are there windows at Soda Bar? <laughs> mm. Oh, you played with Gutter Guttermouth. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It was a fun show. It sold out. It was awesome. That place sells out fast if you get the right group of of bands together. And it was it was fun. It was a fun night. Who hooked that up for you? I always like to know the the connections. Um, that, Is that a celebratory thing? No. Um, it's somebody we met uh, from Twisted Soul Entertainment. He's a guy up in Orange County. Cool. Mike Brennan, what's up, dude? Thanks for all your help. Mike Thanks, Brennan, buddy. shout out. What's up? DJ Airhorn. <laughs> Yeah, so your your live sound is cool, and another thing that's cool that you do is the the talk box, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I haven't seen that locally, especially for like punk rock, uh, but it's unique. I am the devil, you know. And and some people love it, and other people not so much. You know, Marcos hates it. Does he? Yeah, it's the word. He's like, I hate that song. That's the worst song on your record. But 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 it's also the one song that people seem to like get. Like it feels like the crowd participates the most on that part of the set, from from it my perspective. Really, really grabs your attention. Sure, you know, a little head bobbing. I always feel like any sort of unique gimmicky. Not that it's a gimmick. No, it's but a gimmick. We no, had viol- no We had violin just because I'm that yeah. kind of dude. And like, fucking, why not? Like, yeah. Chicks dancing on stage, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever it takes. You got to take a sledgehammer to their their head sometimes, right, to get their attention, especially in the this overly saturated market of music. You got to yeah, really stand some out. Real cynical folks, are there? Who yeah. specifically? No, <laughs> I think that I, I, I think the I think the scene in general is. I I'm I'm a cynic. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's. You know, it takes a lot to impress me. It just it. You know, it takes a lot to, and there's some great bands in San Diego for sure. Do you think that's why it's so cynical? Maybe because the the talent is so so great. There's so much here. of it. There's the so bar much is pretty it. high. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for I, sure. I feel like you're right. I feel like maybe these, you know, and I would never call them out, but maybe some of the substandard punk bands would really stand out in a different uh, market, right? Mm-hmm. A different city. San yeah. Diego's the shit. Yes, Actually, sir. it sure is. You got man. fucking outdoor podcasts and everything, man. Yeah. Palapas and everything. <laughs> this pina colada is amazing, yeah, by the way. Dude. <laughs> mm. Insert song now. <laughs> if you like pina coladas. So you guys are doing an, an acoustic thing, which is probably very unique for you, right? Yeah. Do you jam yeah. acoustic often, ever? I grew up playing it, yeah. but as a band, no. This will be the first time. I love to hear that. That's kind of what we're doing. You know, it's it's unique. It's a challenge, somewhat, right? About three weeks ago, I just hit him up and said, "Hey, I think uh, I was I was I think I'm going to cancel Plopalooza." <laughs> no, no, I went back to look at a couple of your other podcasts just to kind of get a general vibe for it, and almost everybody did something, and so we just didn't want to be the assholes up here that talk the whole time. So, I was that the original plan not to not to jam. There was no plan. Oh, okay. So we'll make you sound good. I've got William Driscoll. He's a legendary legend here in San Diego. He filled in for Under and Law. He's mixing the songs for us now. He's That's a cool. lot better than I am. I would consider him a, a professional. So yeah, uh, I, he, it's amazing what he does. I, I, I hear the band and then I hear what he does, and he he does what a professional like engineer should be doing, right? Making you sound better. Yeah, <laughs> bringing bringing the magic. Bringing the magic. Well, I threw a couple of tunes at him. Cool. And just said, "Hey, let's do these." And he kind of was stand, yeah, standoffish at first a little bit, yeah. And um, <laughs> Gilly, Gilly's uh, yeah, nodding. He, he's like, "I don't know about that." Right? I'm like, "Just put them on in your car and sing to them." Like I already have played. I knew it would work because I had my acoustic and I was singing to him. Right. And if I can, I know he can. So totally. So I think I think it took a couple of days of him going back and forth in the car. Practicing them, and then you're like, "Okay, dude, let's do it." It's it's it's, uh, intimidating or yeah, scary because totally because I'm here naked. It's It's just my voice. It's honest as all hell, and we try to get it in one take. But if if that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. So that's coming up. You're going to do a couple covers, no effects, and against me, right? Yep. Uh, scavenger type and uh, sink Florida sink. That's correct. Sink those fuckers. (laughs) Fuck Florida. No. It's really nice to have you guys here, man, and I, I hope uh, Soda Bar turns out uh, well for you guys tonight. I'm sure it will. 
Talk about the name Boss Fight real quick. I always thought it was beat the fuck out of your boss, but it's no, not, right? No, yeah. it's, it's, I've been, I came up as a, 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 a video game geek. Totally. It, like, from junior high, you know, even before then, I had Intellivision, ColecoVision, a, Atari. A nerd. Totally. Yeah. Nerds. I was, that, yeah. that was me. He's a big nerd. Um, Dude, and, it, yeah. And I carry that forward even to now. Like, I, I yeah. have every, every system and, and an Alienware PC. And so, I, no shit. yeah, so it's, it's besides music, it's the other thing I do. Cool. And, uh, we were just looking, I mean, we probably tried a hundred names. Right. Before. And I, I don't even remember who came up with it. It might've been the first drummer who came up with it. Mm. Do you remember some of the other ones? <laughs> yeah. Uh, was there a number two? What was, what Bombs was? Away. Bombs Away. It's good. That was, that was a almost. Yep. That was a close almost. What other almosts were there? Right. Just the heroes, and then I googled that, and there was like, I'm like, okay, that's not just the original. Heroes, yeah, just boss fight's a good name. So yeah, long story short, it's the 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 boss that you fight at the at end, the end right? of the level. Yeah, yeah, like the, the King level. Koopa. Yep. Right. Or <laughs> dude, remember Kid Nicky? Yeah, dude, I love that game. I loved Kid Nicky, bro. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> all they about always had the different. Game. Yeah, they always had the different bosses. So yeah, Kid that's cool. Nicky, bro. I yeah. remember totally right. Yeah, that bubble was like, bobble. <laughs> I didn't like bubble bobble, but I, but like wizards and warriors, I love like from from back in the Nintendo Zelda, days. Right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, but there's I like a, lo- a lot of there was a lot of other obscure stuff like Arkanoid. I don't know if you remember Arkanoid. I don't. Know. Was that Nintendo? Yeah, it came with its own little controller, yeah. and it was kind of like an upgraded version of Pong. And like you, that's what I had. Pong, pong, pong. yeah, pong. pong. <laughs> it was a ball and a stick, and you just did pong. this, and you were fucking amazed, right? Oh, dude, I was. This is insane. And my mom's like, "Hey, I got you an Atari." I was, I was like, "Really?" Because oh, all so the other got... kids have a Super Nintendo. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Here's Pitfall." You got, you got like combat. That was the worst. I felt like the worst game in the world. Oh I remember the first time I played Mario Brothers. It was the Christmas of like what 88, 89, and I was just yep. amazed, like. Moving the controller and having the guy move on the screen. It was just, it was mind-blowing. Bouncing the turtle. Yeah. Bouncing the turtle, getting the 100 lives. Yeah, I remember the first time I beat that game, too. It was in Running Springs at Chris Quattlebaum's house at 2 o'clock in the morning. Everybody was asleep with me. (laughs) (laughs) Think about how far technology's come in, like, the past 30 years in our lifetime compared to, like, even the the, the previous billion. Yeah. The prior billion. Yeah, I, I read some statistic on that some years ago that, like, it... Doubles every every time it gets shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and and then some point we're we're gonna reach some kind of I don't know what the word precipice yeah maybe that's when AI becomes it's a big word Friday yes big word bing, Friday bing, with bing, bing. Dave wins <laughs> winner I feel Sorry. like it's too much dude I feel like we, yeah we need to blow up the grid it's when somehow. AI becomes sentient at that <laughs> precipice there. We do need to talk about uh, your connections with da- Days of Grey and who helped out with that. Uh, you had Ernie on drums. Yeah. You had Marcos producing it, right? He was yeah. technically the producer. Exec. He yeah. was more of an executive producer. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean by that, like he... And this is Marcos Curiel of P.O.D. Yeah. Guitarist. Yeah. yeah. He, he, um, he basically came to a couple of our rehearsals when, I, when we first moved down to San Diego. And right. um, I've, I knew, I've known him since my early 20s so he's he's been a good friend of mine over the years so it was pretty serendipitous that we were down here and he was here and he and i told him we were gonna go record at some place and i forget he's like dude don't don't do that he's like let me he's like you guys sound good i'm i I like your stuff let me help you i'm like we're like please help us yeah absolutely you know and so what he basically listened to us and then decided what knew that we were green knew that we've we spent some time in the studio but not like 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 a lot of musicians like he's a vet he's been in in and out of all kinds of studios he knows that we were we're still kind of green on that so he he gave us he put us with the right like tracking engineer Mm -hmm. very disciplined like and he kind of you know you could tell the guy was used to working with like emerging artists and and folks who you know because i learned a lot from that guy steve what was his name steve steve russell yeah. And what studio was that? At Still Studios here in San Diego. Still? Yeah, he's still okay. here. Yeah, he's a... Uh, right. Um, and he did, like, the early POD records, the platinum stuff. 
Cool. Um, he did um, some of the Sprung Monkey stuff. He's done um, As They Lay Dying. So he, he's worked with a lot of, of folks from San Diego. And then Ernie Longoria played all your drums on that album, correct? Yeah. How did you connect with him? Um, we had our, our, our good friend Rob Ogendike who was, um, was playing drums, and he just, he, did, he didn't, I don't think he wanted to put in the extra time or could, couldn't put in the extra time because of the family and stuff. And he just decided, he bowed out gracefully and just said, hey, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do it. And we, you know what, got to respect that. So, right. so um, I, we went to Marcos and said, dude, what do we do? And he's like, oh, I got you. I'm like, ah, I don't know if you, because, you know, Marcos, as much as I love him, mm-hmm. POD is not us. Right. You know? It's a mm-hmm. totally different style of music. Like, totally. And um, I was kind of concerned that he didn't know exactly what we were looking for, but he did. And and next thing I know is Ern- Ernie Longoria is there. Um, and he's, <laughs> we paid him, we paid him for, for his, we paid him his day rate. He went in literally in one day um, and dropped all the tracks and, and we couldn't have been like I don't wow. think we asked him to change a thing. No, no. And he even like we ended up just recording bass and guitar to click track without, you know, drums huh. even being done. So we recorded those tracks, he listened to them and then he even added stuff, added more dynamics, um added like halftime where we were just fucking running forward right. at 180 beats per minute i don't know maybe it was track one where you're going into it it's full on double time and then you you do kind of break down into a halftime he's got those punk beats down dude like when i when i think of sprung i know they were you know they're kind of metal in a lot of ways they're older they're older stuff but I didn't really think of him as like a. Oh yeah, dude. He Josh freezed know? it, man. He, he, he did, really did a dude. good job. <laughs> He's a ripper. Yeah. Yeah, he killed it. I've been watching that guy for twenty years. <clears throat> yeah, we just played with him, dude. It yeah. was That's such right. such yeah. an honor. A, a sold out THC show. It was originally scheduled for March, <laughs> fucking right after the the shutdown, March nineteenth. Uh, I, th- I think it was. So yep. it was postponed. And dude, Ernie is a sweetheart, man. We we called him on the podcast. Um, and uh, I also talked with Marcos on the podcast. The, yeah, I listened I to both of them. I talked with you, too, dude. I listened to both of them. Yeah. yeah. I hit you good. up after, what was that, after Nam, right? Yep. We talked on the phone. So, yeah, rad, I mean, legendary dudes in San Diego, right? 100%. And really, like, hearts made of gold. Fucking modest, like, not, there's so many rock stars I could call out right now that I love. Yeah, friends. My <laughs> hat. Yeah. That are cocky and arrogant and jaded and uh pod and sprung come come like the the one and number one and number two for like being just like down to earth dudes you know yeah well and if you talk about a lot of those other cocky guys they they don't have platinum records sure and, they've tried you know and and, and you've got guys <laughs> like P- and say what you want whether you're into their their music or not they've you know they've gone i, I bet you satellite's gone four times platinum at this point Satellite is so good. It is. Dropped on 9-11. Yeah. I asked the dumbest question I have ever asked on a podcast. If you did it on purpose. I fucking removed it because I felt so stupid. (laughs) Had Sonny Sandoval on the phone and straight asked him, like, I mean, dude, that's, uh, you know, I was a little nervous, but it was a phone conversation, so it was a little easier for me. But I straight asked him, was that planned? Did you guys plan that out, uh, releasing Satellite on uh, 9-11? He, he did his Sonny laugh at me, dude. You know, and <laughs> he's, he's like, no, nah, man. I'm sure he's heard that before. <laughs> and also, Sonny is like the sage of that band, so he has kind of got that intimidating feel when at first. But when you meet him, he's a sweet pea. He's a good interview. He's just, you can tell he's a pro. What's next for you guys? Are you going to release some new tunes? We're probably at this point got I don't know six, seven songs in the mix right now. I think about three or four of them are pretty close. One is almost finished, um, but we're going to be putting out an EP before we do another full length. But oh, yeah. probably at the same way we did Days of Grey, where if we have them all, we're going to record them all. But you know. The thing is now is you release one at a time. You know, that's 
pretty much what everybody does. It's kind of the way to do it, huh? Yeah. That's, and I think that's a good uh, way to do it, right? Kind of, kind of tease it. I was going to say, promote one, couple months. Oh, we've still got something new. Check this out. Oh, I like the first one. How about this? How about this? So you just string them along for the next year? It's content, <laughs> bro. It's yeah. content. Yeah, and you've got to have, you know, lyric videos, and you've got to have, you know, stuff that, uh, for me, it's, I don't know how to do any of that. So I yeah. have to lean on Dave to to be able to do any of that stuff. Dave's doing that? Um, I'm just a bass player. I, I, <laughs> I, I do it because I had I had to. Like, yeah. like, like I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm like super good at it or not. I, sure. I, th- I think, uh, I, it's adequate. I, I definitely know that people who actually do that for a living right. would do something way more amazing than I could do. But I think it, you know, it represents who we are good enough for now. And where are you living, Dave? You're, you're basically on the East coast, right? Yeah. I'm in Annapolis. Okay, cool. Annapolis, Maryland. Working for PRS. We can say that, right? Yeah, we sure can. You hooked up some PRS uh, swag Mm -hmm. for me after I bought my guitar, so thank you, dude. You're welcome. Shout out PRS. My pleasure. Yeah. How long have you worked for them? Um, It's it's weird to say this, but almost four years. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. No way. Yeah, remember I I was out here almost for a year working, flying back and forth. So, man, where does it, where does it go? And you were with another company for a while before that, right? Like a couple well, decades? Yeah, I was at, Can we say that company? Yeah, you can. Oh. For sure. Guitar Center. Yeah, I was like... I said it. I was at GC for, for I about... so dirty. For, <laughs> for almost 20 years. I GC cut, for 20 years? Yeah, I cut my teeth in that, in that company. So you worked your way all the way up, right? Sales? Did you work in-store? Yeah, I started in San Bernardino. Accessories as, department? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, buddy. And then um, I... That's how I met Marcos. I was the sales manager of the La Mesa store. Okay, and he went in there. Yep. Got to talking. Yep. And the next thing I know, I'm, you know, we had mutual friends. And so yeah. we started hanging out. And then I started kicking his ass at chess, like on Saturday nights down at Cafe Lulu down in the gas lamp. <laughs> that was kind of our thing. So that's pretty cool that you guys became, you would consider him a friend, right? Because I'm sure yeah, he. Yeah, one of my best. Like if, yeah. I could, if I had one hand, he's, you know, yeah. these two guys, and he'd be a, a close third. Because he has, he meets a lot of people, you know, he knows a lot of people, and you guys really seem to connect. Somehow, huh? Was it chess? Did that bring you together? Uh, there's a spiritual bond there, I think. Yeah, right yeah. on. That's dope. Yeah, he's my brother that, you know, he's my spiritual brother for sure. Cool. Right on, buddy. Without getting wacky and religious, because I'm not. <laughs> and neither is he, so. Yeah, that's cool. He's a good guy. Dropped a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, I didn't bring that up in our uh, conversation, but I think he dropped 100 pounds, right? Yeah, or, I like think that. he dropped more. Even more. That. Yeah. Yeah, you changed something. Looking good. Yeah. You guys Halloween fans? Yeah, I, th- I, I fucking better. I guess be. you're like on the challenges here too. Yeah, we're doing some Halloween shit. It is October. You have Poltergeist mm-hmm. on your album. What's the backstory behind that? If you look at the album art, uh, it is the little girl Caroline mm-hmm. uh, in Caroline. front of the staticky Caroline. Caroline, yeah. Uh, in front of the staticky TV there, here, who died young, right? That that movie is cursed. Yeah, she died of an aneurysm. That was uh, yeah. which one? Like three. Yeah, she she died. died during the filming of Poltergeist 3. Poltergeist something like 3. That. A few died. Uh, yeah, the, the helicopter few, crash they had on one of the sets yeah, of that movie. Yeah, but the old people that died were just old. Yeah, had yeah, nothing to do with the no movie. No one cares about the old people. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's what happens. <laughs> Is there a reason you, you picked Poltergeist as the uh, artwork? No, I'll tell you what happened with that. That was, no. um, I, I straight ripped that design from somebody else i saw online it wasn't on on social media it was i was just looking through images like on google um i was looking through amp images because i I wanted to grab an amp for something and then i saw somebody who had like a had her doing that they had their own kind of version of it right and so i said you know what i'm gonna do that except and i think they were like uh they were marketing a pedal company or something like that. It okay. wasn't even like a band. They were like using it to like push some brand that they had. Um, and I hadn't seen it anywhere else. So I'm like, right. you know what? And there's a guy I know who's really good with like yeah. Photoshop. Graphic and I said, design. yeah, I said, do this for me. And I did it. He did it. I'm like, shit. You and changed it enough. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, to not to, get sued. Thirty-three point three percent. Yeah, you don't, have yeah. To, you don't have to change it that much. It's, it's obvious. If it has to be obvious right. that when you look at it, that it's art, cool. and that's what it is. So, 
We're gonna do movie memories, all right? You're gonna compete against each other, all right? So keep track of your points. I'm gonna play a clip of a horror movie. You have to guess what it is. Okay. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. Beware the moonlights. Oh, 1981. A little bit older. A classic, though. That's a tough one to start with. Well, I hear the Irish lilt and state of the road. Oh, Dave's smart. And so I'm wondering if it's like some kind of werewolf movie. It is. Oh, Look at this oh, guy. Son of a gun. And it's one of the classic ones for sure. 80s. Think 80s werewolf. Uh, you should be able to get it. I know what it is. The werewolf in London? Yeah. Oh, come on. Close enough. American werewolf American in London. Werewolf, yeah. But you get it. Dave's got one. Um, here's a classic line. This is an old movie, 1931. Just chime in if you know it. We'll just do name as your buzzer. So just say your name and then chime in. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Frankenstein. It's alive. Exorcist. Dave got it. Frankenstein. Nope. It's alive. Exorcist. <laughs> I'm just firing off something as old as I possibly can. I know, right? <laughs> All right, here we go. You let him drown. You never paid any attention. Look what you did to him! Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Oh, the See, I was gonna. Yeah, I was. I, you let him drown, yeah. right? I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. That's a, that's a key uh, clue right there. Yeah, that's what I knew it. Friday the Thirteenth, nineteen eighty. I'm gonna give myself half a point. <laughs> Fucking Dave, three half. Okay, you got a half a point. A classic. Death has come to your little town, sheriff. You can either ignore it or you can help me to stop it. Something Wicked This Way Comes. Mm, Halloween. Oh. Halloween! Oh, Gilly's it. got it. There you go, 1978. <laughs> Something Wicked This Way Comes? I haven't seen that. That was an old Disney movie. Is it? Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, but like a Halloween kind of thing? Yeah, kind of creepy. All right. For Disney. 1978. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. Night of the Living Dead. Mm. No. Um, Close. Was that you, Dave? No, that was that me. Was him. Oh, that was you. George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah! Ah. Dave, you're way into horror, dude. You're good. He's just... He was the... That was the sequel to Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm just... Dave's head's getting way bigger, dude. <laughs> for sure. I see it physically. I'm just a total dork dude that's all it is <laughs> i feel like some people probably listen to this and yeah i think it's kind of dorky like i feel like some people probably look at people that like horror and think of them as like star wars nerds right i was thinking about that today well i'm also a star wars nerd so right. that would be correct you know what i mean though yeah. right yeah because I, I think horror is fucking cool right all right 1990 kill you all <laughs> i'll drive you crazy and i'll kill you all on every nightmare you ever had I am your worst dream come true. No, not everything. Pumpkinhead. No, that's a good one though. It doesn't sound. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> no. Uh, I you guys would know this. Uh, Can you play it again, please? Child's yeah. Play. No. I'll kill you all. <laughs> I'll drive you crazy and I'll kill you all. Leprechaun. Every nightmare you no. Oh. I am your worst dream come true. I'm everything you. Oh, we're afraid of Hellraiser. No. Turns himself into their their worst fears. I could give you one clue, but it's going to be super easy. You guys need a clue? Yeah. Stephen King. Oh, it. Yeah. Was that Gilly? Yeah. Okay. Gilly, you got two? Uh, yeah. It, 1990. Did yep. you see the remake? It's pretty good. I yeah. did. Uh, I like the remake better than... Better than yeah, the more scary, huh? <laughs> yeah, highest sure. grossing horror movie of all time. Oh, you did a, well, you wow. did a good the job. The first one or the new one? The new one. The the first remake, not the the second, second remake. one, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, OG, right here. I'm not even gonna swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see. And Psycho. Psycho. Fuck. The, the original slasher. Yeah. You miss me. You beat me that much. <laughs> I'm taking that half a point back. Okay. You want to come listen, sweetie? Lyrics here. <laughs> She's back here reading the answers. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. Really? Mm. Classic line, oh, dude. Oh, From the oh. first uh, like seven minutes of this movie. 
Shoot. It what was, year? I know what it is. It was is. mentioned already. Poltergeist. No. No. 1968. Exorcist? No. Exorcist was like 70 something. They're Fair, coming to get you, Barbara. We already played its sequel. This is the original. Mm. Good lord. Thought you guys were good. Mm-mm. Night. We're terrible. Of Night of the Living oh, Dead. Dead. Yeah. Dead. Yeah, I remember mm. that part. Uh, going a little more modern. We'll do a few more and then we'll have you guys jam. Okay. I'm sick fucks. You've seen one too many movies. Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Scream. Yep. Oh. Sydney Prescott. They're coming out with Scream 5 next year, I just saw. It's going to suck, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to have uh, Courtney Cox and uh, Nev yeah. Campbell. Nev Campbell. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that? With walkers? I, I saw, I <laughs> yeah. saw like, the, uh, like the, just the trailer a or whatever. on it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all like technology now where the girl can, like, the girl can, you know, lock her home from her phone now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get in. Uh, oh, probably, huh? Deadbolt beep. Yeah. <laughs> How technology has changed. This uh, this one should be easy for you guys. Census taker once tried to test me. I ate his. Come on, you should know it. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, I think that was Brian. Brian on the board. I got one. I'll give you one. We'll give you one, doggy. Are the lambs still crying, Clarice? Would you? I can't say. (laughs) (laughs) That's too bad. And that's it. No. Phone rings, seven days. You guys remember that one? Uh, Post-2000s? Uh, yeah, I remember it was a really bad movie. It's kind of creepy. But, uh... Is it The Ring? Yeah, The Ring. Yep. Oh, Actually, I The get Ring it. was good. You weren't you a fan. That? No, You're probably I, thinking The Grudge. Yeah, yeah it was maybe. The Grudge. grudge was kind of I love The Ring Part 1. I think it was The Ring Part 5 that they lost me at. Yeah. <laughs> Taken 44. Dave clearly won this. Uh, we'll, we'll do one more for you guys, and then we'll have you jam. Uh, again, this is just for uh, for fun. Okay. It's Halloween. It's October, right? Darling, light of my life. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. The Shining. Right the fuck in. Yeah, dude. Jack Nicholson. Oh, check you out. Here's Johnny. Cool, that was fun. Acoustic boss fight coming up next. Let's do it. Hey, this is Boss Fight. We're here at the Palapalooza with Troy Cook. This is Scavenger Type by No Effects.
Acoustic Sesh with Boss Fight. Punk Rockers from San Diego. Nice chilling with you guys. Let us know what you thought. Punk Rock going acoustic? Yes? No? Should I stop? Should I kill myself? Let us know. We're going to end this episode with a new Halloween single from The Writhers. They're going to be featured this month on Palapalooza. The Writhers with Halloween Inside. Spending Halloween inside. It's not the apocalypse, there's still a clear sky. Your power is abused if the innocent die. Uniform killers parking unrest in the streets. In paranoia, there's no time for trick or treat. Halloween inside. One of the outside world is in wild disarray. Still want to have fun on that extra spooky day. Halloween doesn't have to be a war task. No need to dress up, I will only wear a mask. Palapalooza, we're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. 